Okay, this afternoon what I'd like to discuss is the, t- the topic of, is a Jew allowed to ask another Jew to do something that is forbidden for him on Shabbos? It's a very interesting topic. Now, of course, there's a lengthy, lengthy uh, body of work on the discussion of asking a non-Jew to do something for you on Shabbos, what's known as Amir La'akum, asking a non-Jew. That is a large, large discussion. The general answer to that question is no, you're not allowed to. The sages Chazal made a decree, a specific rabbinic prohibition against asking a non-Jew to do anything for you that you can't do on Shabbos, out of the fear that that will completely many different fears that will destroy the nature of Shabbos. We'll just have, we'll hire non-Jews to do everything for us that we otherwise couldn't do. Many other reasons. And there are exceptions to that, but the opening of that discussion is, no, you're not allowed to ask a non-Jew to do something that you yourself can't do. Well, are you allowed to ask a Jew to do something that you can't do for you on Shabbos? Very fascinating question. There are actually three different discussions of this question. One in which the answer is, yes, actually you can. One in which the answer is, no, absolutely not, you can't. And of course, the third answer, which is a bulk of what we'll discuss, it depends. Sometimes yes, and sometimes no. So let's talk about the three different scenarios, very common practical scenarios where this issue comes up, in which the discussion is, well, am I allowed to ask someone else to do something for me? I can't do it, but can I ask another Jew to do it for me? Let's start with the easiest one, where the answer is absolutely not. No, you're not allowed to do that. That's in this scenario in which one is interacting with a Jew who is not Shomer Shabbos, who's not observant. Um, most Jews today have a family member, a colleague, a friend, somebody at work, something. A Jew is not observant. And the situation presents itself. That Jew is either in your house or you run into them, whatever the case may be. And that Jew anyway is not keeping Shabbos. That Jew anyway has their phone in their pocket, is anyway turning on lights and off while they're in your house, whether they realize it, they don't realize it. And then this situation arises in which you need something done. There's a light on that should be off, a light off that should be on. You want to know what the score in the game is. Whatever it is the situation is. And here you have a Jewish colleague at work, a family member, and they, they don't keep Shabbos. So can you ask them who anyways are, who knows what they're doing? And you, in fact, you do know what they're doing. Can you ask them to do something for you on Shabbos that they anyways are going to do? This question comes up uh, all the time, and the answer is absolutely not. There is absolutely no permissibility, no heter, to ask a Jew to do something that's forbidden, despite the fact they might do it anyway, despite the fact they are doing it anyway, despite the fact they don't care, they want to help you. It doesn't make a difference whether or not they know the laws, they know the halachas and have decided not to keep them, or whether or not they have no idea what the laws of Shabbos are. It doesn't matter. That's the easiest discussion. There are numerous discussions that we could have if we wanted to talk about it at length. There's a concept called lifnei iver, placing a stumbling block in front of the blind, in which you're asking somebody, there's something known as misayeya lidvara ver, in which you're asking, you're helping somebody to do something wrong by, by asking it of them. There's the issue of benefiting from something which was done incorrectly, if it was done on purpose. There are lots of reasons about this. And the simple answer to that equation is no. If what is being done is prohibited, you cannot ask another Jew to do it, whether or not they would have done it on their own, or they care, or not. What gets more interesting is uh, other scenarios. Like, for example... There, let's talk about the scenario in which you actually are allowed to. And this also comes up all the time. What happens 
If a Jew takes in Shabbos early, this can happen in the summer months where Shabbos begins at 8.30 at night and a family takes an early Shabbos at 6.30, 7 o'clock, or even on a winter Shabbos like this in which you light candles uh, 18 minutes before candle lighting, 20 minutes before candle lighting, you're early, and then right after you light candles and you take in Shabbos, you realize, uh, I forgot to turn off the light in the bedroom. And your husband is still in the house and he's about to go to Shul to Davin Mincha. He's not taken in Shabbos yet. So the wife has taken in Shabbos and the husband hasn't yet taken in in Shabbos, or it's the summer months where your family entirely took in Shabbos, and it's still daylight outside, and the family next door hasn't taken in Shabbos. Are you allowed to ask, when you at Shabbos already, I, I can't turn on the lights, I can't drive, I can't do anything, but for my husband, for my wife, whatever the situation may be, for my neighbor, they didn't start Shabbos yet. It's, it's not Shabbos, and it's totally legal that they haven't started Shabbos yet. They still have another 18 minutes, or they might have an hour and a half in the summer months. Can you ask a Jew to come into your house where it's Shabbos already and turn on a light, turn off a light, make a last phone call for you, place an order, whatever the case may be, can you ask a Jew to do that when for you it's Shabbos and for them it's not? And here the answer is 100% yes, absolutely you can, because... When they do something, they are not doing anything wrong. It is absolutely not yet Shabbos for them. When a wife lights Shabbos candles, she, she does not have her husband in mind if, he, if he's still planning on going to shul and davening mincha. Sometimes they both take in Shabbos at the same time. But very often she's going to light candles and he's still going to drive to shul and daven mincha, which is a Friday afternoon activity, and he'll take in Shabbos a few minutes later. So there's a few minutes where she started Shabbos and he hasn't. Or again, the summer months where the whole family might have a few, an hour where they took in Shabbos and their neighbor hasn't. For the neighbor, it's not Shabbos. It is not Shabbos. Ah, you'll tell me, but wait a minute, don't we make a decree that I'm not allowed to ask a non-Jew to do something for me? Why am I allowed to ask a Jew? The answer is because we're not afraid you're going to come to ask the Jew tomorrow morning on Shabbos morning to do something for you. The only reason why you're asking them is because it's not yet Shabbos. We don't have to make a decree. He's not going to do it for you once at Shabbos for him. You're not going to ask him to do it once at Shabbos for you. With the non-Jews, we have concerns that you're going to ask them to do everything for you and you'll never, it won't look like Shabbos in your house at all. But for the, this is just a temporary thing. And since for the Jew who's doing the action, it is not a problem. It is permissible. You are 100% allowed to do that. So those are our first two simple scenarios. Number one, if it is Shabbos, it's Shabbos morning, it's Shabbos for everybody, it's late Friday night, and there's a Jew who's not observant, who's happy to help you out, so to speak. I'll help you. I'll turn the light on. Absolutely not. You're never allowed to ask. He's like, I'm going to get into my car and drive after this meal is over. Let me turn on the lights for you. No, you cannot ask um, them to do anything, and it doesn't matter what they do in their own personal lives. You can't ask a Jew to do something if it's not allowed. However, in the other scenario, where it's actually not yet Shabbos for that Jew, then 100% it is okay to ask. Um, none of the issues apply. There are no concerns and you can do so. And this happens regularly uh, and again in the summer months all the time, less so in the winter months, but it can have that few minutes in which uh, a wife, so to speak, or, or if, as an example, has lit and she can ask her husband to do something if he hasn't yet started Shabbos. Very interesting. Allah comes up all the time. 
Now for the depends scenario. When does it depend? This is also a very fascinating discussion which comes up regularly. What about where a Jew wants to ask another Jew to do something that the Jew who's asking wouldn't do that on Shabbos and the other Jew would? Let's say, for example, there's a major discussion. I'll bring a couple of examples about opening cans on Shabbos. Are you allowed to open up a can on Shabbos? You know, the regular tab pull open the, the tab. You're creating a vessel, opening a closed vessel. It's a big discussion. Hopefully we'll get to it. All the different opinions. It's a major dispute. There are those who say it's okay. There are those who say it's not okay. There is a discussion, say, for example, about when should Shabbos end? How many minutes after sunset does Shabbos end? Many opinions. Some opinions say 35 minutes, 42 minutes, 50 minutes, 60 minutes, 72 minutes. We got a, a lot of different opinions. Can a Jew who doesn't open cans on Shabbos, I don't open cans on Shabbos. Can I, if I'm sitting at a table and I see the Jew next to me, does open cans on Shabbos, okay. You hold like the rabbis that say it's okay. I hold like those who say I cannot. But I really want that fresca. That's a delicious, cold fresca. It's either water for me or fresca that's cold out of the fridge. I don't, I'm using it as I don't open it, but you, you do. So can I say to you, you know, I don't open cans on Chavez, but I would love, I would love if you would pop open that. I see you do, because I, I just saw you open the Diet Coke in front of you. So can you open my fresco for me? Am I allowed to do that? Or at the end of Shabbos, let's say I hold 72 minutes. I always end Shabbos after 72 minutes after sunset. And I see my neighbor end Shabbos after 50 minutes. And that's what it says in the bulletin. Everybody in, in the community ends after 50 minutes. I hold 72. So now it's 60 minutes after Shabbat, after sunset. My neighbor's driving home. And for me, it's still Shabbat. I have 12 more minutes. But my neighbor, it's, it's not Shabbos anymore. So can I ha- ask him to do, I say, listen, I really need to, whatever the case may be, I need you to turn on my light. I need you to open up my garage door for me. I need you to drive me. Can I have him do for me? I'm still holding in Shabbos. I got 12 more minutes, but he's not. So can I ask a Jew for whom it's permitted to do something which for me is forbidden. Nice question, yeah? Comes up not so infrequently, this kind of scenario. So again, where it's clearly Shabbos and the act is forbidden, of course I can't ask a Jew to do it for me. Where it's for me Shabbos and for them it's not Shabbos at all, for sure I can ask him because he's not doing anything wrong. It's, it's literally not Shabbos for him. I can ask him, no problem. But what about here? where for me, this act is forbidden. I hold like the opinions that it's forbidden. And he holds like the opinions that say that it's permissible. So can I ask him to do for me, which for him is okay, but for me is not okay. Very lovely, lovely question. By the way, just another example. Another example of this is the big discussion about cutting letters on a birthday cake. Are you allowed to cut the letters? There's a prohibition on Shabbos called mochik, to erase. And so there's a big discussion if you get, you know, the famous birthday cakes or the TCBY cakes, whatever you want, that have happy birthday on it. Mazel tov, congratulations, whatever it says. So on Shabbos, are you allowed to cut through the letters? That act normally would be an act of destroying the letters or erasing, which would be forbidden. Here it's food. I don't really, I'm interested only in cutting the cakes. So there's much discussion. And again, there are opinions. There are postkin who say, no, you may not cut it. And those who say, it's fine. So I'm, I'm at a table and it's my birthday and I don't cut letters, but I see that somebody does. So can I just pass the cake along and say, I'd love a piece of cake. I won't cut this, but you do. So can you cut it for me? 
Here's where we say it depends. Very interesting halacha. What does it depend on if I'm allowed to ask somebody else to do something for me? It depends on why, I'm using myself as the example here, why am I not doing it? And here there are two major streams of Jewish behavior when it comes to disputes in halacha. All three of these examples are major disputes. Can you open a can? Can you not open a can? There are opinions who say yes, there are opinions who say no. What time does Shabbos end? There are opinions like this and opinions like that. Can I cut the letters? Opinions like this, opinions like that. So how does a Jew act? So a Jew who takes a stringent approach on both of these can do so for a number of reasons. The Jew who takes the stringent approach and doesn't open cans, it doesn't cut letters, keep Shabbos till 72 minutes. One approach is they believe that that is the halacha. That's who I follow. I always follow Rabbi so-and-so, and he is of the opinion that you can't open cans, you can't cut letters, you have to keep Shabbos until 72 minutes. That's the opinion of the Rav I always follow. That's my rav, that's my posek, that's the, the set of halachas that I follow, and therefore, this is the halacha for me. I understand there are others who have a different set of halacha, but for me, this is it's my rav, that's how I follow, that's, what I, that's how I behave. Everything this rav says, is, that's how I follow. In that case, then the halacha for that person is, you don't open cans, you don't cut the letters, and you don't keep, shab- you don't keep shabbos until 72 minutes. In that scenario, you may not ask somebody to do that for you because you're of the opinion that says, I, I follow the opinion that it's forbidden. If I follow the opinion that's you're allowed to, you're allowed to follow the opinion that says it's permitted. I can't ask you to do it for me because for me, this is forbidden. I cannot ask you to do something that for me is forbidden. However, there are many, many, many Jews who would look at this scenario and say, there are those who say not to open cans, and there are those who say to open cans. I, I don't have a personal rav who says something on this. I will act stringently, not because I believe that's the halacha, but because why should I get myself involved in a dispute? I like to be stringent. Again, not because that is my halacha, that's my rav, that's my posik, and that's how I, who I follow, but because I see there are two opinions, and I like when I can to fulfill as many opinions as possible. Why should I engage in something that's involved in a dispute? I like to be stringent. That is an approach to Jewish law. That says, when, when, when I can, I'm stringent. If I couldn't be, if I was on a desert island, and the only drink was a, was a warm fresca in a can. And I, I would open it because really I hold it's okay. Really I hold it's okay. I'm stringent. Whereas the other Jew would say, I don't care if it's a desert island. If, all I, have to, if I have to wait another five or hours to take a drink, I'm going to wait. The halacha is I'm not allowed to open it. Those are two approaches. When push comes to shove, would you say, okay, it's fine. I really believe it's fine. I'm just a machmir. I'm just stringent. Or this is what I believe is the halacha. This is a very fascinating, fascinating discussion. So, and it would matter, this is where what would come out would be, can you ask someone else to do it for you? If, in truth, you believe, I hold, as, as an example, a Jew says, I hold, Shabbos ends after 50 minutes. But I like to be stringent. You know, there are opinions out there. There are significant opinions that Shabbos goes till 72. I try to wait till, I'm making just an example. Right? I try to go to 60. You know, in deference to the appeal, I try to cover it. But really, I know it's after 50. Uh, that's, that's the halacha. The halacha is after 50. I try to wait till 60. In that scenario, then, of course, after your 50 minutes, you could, uh, such a Jew could ask someone else to, to, uh, to do something with them. Because really, Shabbos is over. A person who says, 
you know, of course you could, the halach is you can open cans. Of course. I try to be stringent. I buy bottles instead of cans so I don't get involved in the discussion. But if, yeah, the halacha is you can. So then you'd be allowed to ask somebody else. If that is the halacha, if you're a follower of the rabbanim, the poskim, who say no, then you can't. That's, the, that's how, in practice, what does this then mean? So in practice, what this means is um, it, it really engages the discussion. Most members of a community, this whole discussion would be sort of theoretical. They say, I don't know, I, ask, I call up my local Orthodox rabbi and I say, am I allowed to open cans? And the rabbi tells me either yes or no, and that's what I do. But there are certain scenarios, and then that's fine. You know, in that case, where certainly if a person is, you know, whatever is okay, if you open cans, you cut the letters and there's... There is room to be lenient on all of those examples because there are significant opinions that say that it's fun. And therefore, one certainly can act that way. In a scenario where one is stringent, that then becomes the issue. If, for example, somebody were, uh, you know, this, I, I'll rephrase the discussion, what, what may be practical. You're in another community. You're in another community. And you've asked me, as your local Orthodox rabbi, questions about whatever case may be. Cans, you know, I, I'm trying to think of another example where I told you, the answer is no, that we don't do on Shabbos. So as a, as a member of the community, so you follow your local Orthodox rabbi, and the local Orthodox rabbi said in this particular, and then you go to another community. This, this, would, this is how it manifests itself. Or you have someone else in your house as a guest. And in that community, the Rav, who they follow, follows a different, the other approach. So now, I'm like, I don't know, my, my rabbi says I can't do this, and that's what we always do. So can you ask now a Jew who's in your house, or you're a guest in their house, in another community, where that community has a... Can you ask them to do it for you? So what would you say the answer to that would be? The answer would be no. Because the reason why you don't do that is because your local Orthodox rabbi has told you that this is not something that we do on Shabbat. That rabbi might be well aware that there are other opinions, but this community standard, as the rabbi has said, is we don't do this. Now you end up in another community where they do, and they have opinions to follow, but can you ask that other Jew from the other community to do it for you? So this is how it would manifest in a practical No, because the reason why you don't do it is not a stringency. The, the Rav told you, we don't do this in our community. We follow the opinions that say that it's forbidden and you can ask somebody. If, as some of you might be very familiar, every once in a while you come to the local Orthodox rabbi, like someone like me, and you say, am I allowed to do this? And the rabbi says, technically, yes, but really you shouldn't. Sometimes like, we give answers like that because that's the answer. The answer is you're really allowed to know there's something, the way that I often phrase it is, Someone says, Rabbi, can I do this on Shabbos? And I'm like, well, there's a difference between can I and should I. The can I is yes. Should you? The answer is no. In that scenario, then even the Rav is telling you, really the halach is that it's okay, but we like to be stringent. It's, it's a, whether it's a community standard, in that scenario, where really it's okay, but we try not to, so then yes, if somebody else does it, you could ask them, because the halach is, is okay. Just we try to be stringent. But when you ask a question to the local Orthodox rabbi and he says, no, we don't do that on Shabbos. No, you're not allowed to do that. And then you find yourself in another community where they do. Can you ask them to do it? The answer is no. Because when it's a halacha for you, when we don't do this, then you can't ask a Jew to do it for you. If it's just a stringency in which, yeah, of course, I just, I like to be stringent. I like to cover more opinions, to cover as many bases as I can. Then the answer to that would be yes, you could ask somebody else to do this. So I hope that was clear. Let me quickly review all the three categories. I'll get to questions in a second. 
So now category number one, it's clearly Shabbos. There's a Jew at your table who's not Shabbos observant and is driving back and forth and all you want them to do is to turn on a light. Can you ask them to turn on? Absolutely not. But they, they're not Shabbos. It doesn't matter. That you can never ask a Jew to do something that's forbidden. If you took in Shabbos, for example, and the other Jew has not yet started Shabbos, then for sure you can 100% ask him to do something for you, whether the person be your spouse, whether it be a Jew next door. They didn't start Shabbos yet. You're allowed to ask him to do something for you. If it comes down to, I do this on Shabbos, or better yet, I don't do this, and they do, can I ask them in our examples to cut a cake with lettering, to open a can after, after Shabbos for me is over, but not yet for them, can I then? So it depends. If you hold that that's the halacha, you've asked your local Orthodox rabbi and he told you, this is how we act here on Shabbos, we don't do that. So then, no, you can't ask somebody who does it differently. You can't, because for you, it's not, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a permissible act. It's forbidden. You can't ask somebody to do that. But if your personal behavior, the rough told it's okay, we like to be stringent. We'd like to cover as many, like, don't, don't get involved. So try as best not to do so. In that scenario where really it's okay, it's just, we're stringent, and then you have another Jew who's not stringent, who actually practices it, then yes, you'd actually be allowed to ask such a person to, uh, to, um, to do it for you, 100%. Okay, I see, uh, Yael, I saw a hand and I saw a couple of questions come in. So yeah, what do you got for me? In the last case, why wouldn't you just do it yourself at that point? Uh, right, in other words, so that's sort of the thing. In other words, you, it would only be because, let's say, Let's say you have a case with uh, opening cans. Let's say, you know, a, a person learned to, uh, went to a shear, got all the opinions, and the rabbi concluded and said, it's really okay, but it's a nice thing to be stringent. And a certain Jew took upon himself to be stringent. That's what he took about. And like a year, two years, three years go by. And then they end up in a situation in which their, their kid really wants a drink, they really want a drink, and it's only in a can. And they've like, for three years, I haven't opened up a can. I, I, I haven't done, I like, I don't want to do that. But I know it's okay. I went to the shear three years ago, and I took upon myself, like, hey, it's a nice thing. You know what? You know, every once in a while, a rub of a community will say, let's everybody take something new upon yourself for a couple of days. And they took, I'm not going to open cans. That's the latest class. I just went to that shear. That's what I'm going to do. You know, I, I don't want to do it. But it's like really okay. So then you can ask, like, but you do all the time. I saw you just open a can three seconds ago for you. So can you open it? I would be allowed to in such a scenario. I would be allowed to, uh, to do so. But yeah, that's, that's what you're pointing out is correct. In other words, the only reason why I'm really allowed to ask someone else is because I really could do this myself. Right. And that's exactly right. But I just wa- yeah. one last uh, question. What's the whole, I don't know, like this is like not true at all or that I've been hearing things, but can you hint to a non-Jew? So that's, a, that's part of the big discussion. There's a big discussion about a non-Jew. Um, there are two parts to that discussion. One is asking him. Like in the, the words that we use, we don't ask non-Jews to do things for us. And then two is benefiting from what they did for us. So in those are two separate discussions. In the scenario in which I'm allowed to benefit, and there's again a big discussion, whatever those needs are, then there's a scenario, well, how do I get him to do it for me? So even though I'm allowed to actually benefit from him turning on the light for me, but I don't want to ask directly, turn on the light. So then, you know, but if, I'm, if it's a scenario where I can't really benefit, then it doesn't help that I hint it because those are two separate points of, of departure on the discussion of what words am I allowed to use on Shabbos and am I allowed to actually benefit from what, what the, the non-Jew did for me? So we'll, we'll get, that's a big discussion, that whole discussion. Okay. 
We, we generally do not ask children uh, to do things for us um, on Shabbos. That's, you know, part of Chinuch for sure. We don't want, uh, you know, Jewish children doing things as a question came in. Um, and uh, we don't uh, buy, uh, like if a, non, if a non-observant Jew asks us to do something um, that's not allowed, just that they're not observant, then the answer generally is no. We don't, we don't want to be involved. That's what's called misayeya ledvar aver, helping out somebody do something wrong. They don't care, they're not observant, they don't know, but it doesn't matter. I can't be involved as a Jew in, in doing something that's damaging to their soul. Whether they're interested or not interested, I, I can't be involved in that. Um, it's just not something that, that we generally do. Um, and the same question, what I, I see, uh, you, you, know, you lit candles and you forgot to plug the urn in. So, right, that's a classic scenario, right? So here's our case. You just lit candles, I forgot to plug in the urn. Well, if your husband has not yet taken in Shabbos, he can plug it in. If he's gone or you don't have a husband or uh, I have a Jewish neighbor who hasn't yet taken in Shabbos, great. Here, here again, let's say you have a, here you have a non-observant neighbor, for example. So that's fine. If it's within the 18 minutes, if it's not yet sunset, so they haven't taken in Shabbos. They're not planning on taking it. It doesn't make a difference. Right now, it's not yet Shabbos. So if you just lit candles and forgot to plug in the urn and you have a non-observant neighbor, for sure, you know, you can have them come over and plug in because it's not yet Shabbos for them. After the 18 minutes, then absolutely not. Then you can't. Parenthetically, when we do get to the discussion of asking a non-Jew to help you, um, the, the beginning of Shabbos from sunset to, to nightfall, that 30-minute that window, um, you can ask a non-Jew. The sages were lenient on Amir La'akum, asking a non-Jew, what's called Bein Hashmasho. So there's, there's a lot to talk about asking a non-Jew. So there's certain, sometimes that right when you lit scenario, it's still early enough that you could actually ask a non-Jew to help you out um, for that. Okay, then you have the other question I see that's coming in, you know, where you're in Israel and you're calling somebody in Canada with Shabbos for them, not for you. That's a, a takeoff of that and uh, a discussion of that. If it's still Shabbos for them, then no, you can't call somebody who, if, you know, a non-observant relative or friend, you know, same issue. You're basically asking them to, to break Shabbos for you, you know, even though for you it's not, but for them it is. So many, many scenarios of this, uh, of this case, but that was a good place to start the three different scenarios of asking a, a Jew where you can, where you can't, and where, of course, the answer is. It depends. I hope it was clear. We will continue Mirza Shem next week. Wonderful spending some time on a Tuesday afternoon with you all, and see you again next week. Thank you. Thank you very much, Thank you.